right now. All right. <laughs> Luke 17. And um, let's start about, Sister J. Hall, let's start about verse 18, please. There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith have made thee whole. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Okay, stop there. So we 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 we, we touched on this on Wednesday night. We'll go deeper with it. And I asked everybody, what does that mean? As a matter of fact, if my memory served me right, Sister Venus was the one who brought it up, and I asked her, what does that mean? Because we hear a lot about, you know, people saying the kingdom of God is in us, but if we truly believe the kingdom of God is in us, why are we still looking for a pie in the sky? If Jesus said the kingdom does not come with observation, meaning it's not something that you're going to look for with the physical eyes, why are we still looking for the pie in the sky? So, uh, to get down to the grit of what it means that the kingdom is in you, let's, let's establish a couple things here. So, Sister Samaya, I'll start with you tonight. To your current understanding or what you just think, and I want to write a wrong answer. I just want to know what your current thinking is. What is the kingdom of God to you? Um, actually, pause, pause. Let me rephrase my question. What is a kingdom? What is a kingdom? Uh, a kingdom is uh, a territory that is overseen by a ruler, and that ruler is a king, which is also uh, dictatorship and the occupants of that uh, that area or community are subject to that king. Okay. Um, okay. There's a structure, and I, and I guess it, it 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 may vary too. I mean. Sometimes doesn't the king have a court? Um, most times he does. Mhm. Um. So okay. In um, in oh, you you specifically said what is a kingdom, not necessarily God's kingdom. Okay. Correct. Well, Just I mean, the kingdom. Just that. the kingdom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sister Venus, do you agree with that? Disagree? You want to add to that? I agree with Tina what she said about the kingdom. I'm going to add um, also, it could be also a, a, a community, a monarchy, and some type of uh, government form headed, headed by 
a king or a queen. Okay. Okay. Sister Felicia, agree, disagree, you want to add to it? I agree. Okay. Sister J.I. I agree. All right. So, if you're taking notes, I want you to I want you to do this. I want you to write down the word king. Can I add something? Yeah, go ahead. By the way, my hand is up. If you you can put that. I, I just I just I just I just walked I just walked back over to the screen and saw it. So, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> There's also a such thing as laws of the land, too. Okay. Okay. So that government or that, that the governing, there's there's usually some kind of uh, law system and sometimes even a political system. Okay. Okay. So um, write down that word, King. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to put a dash after king, and then I want you to write the word dumb, D-O-M. Now, if you were, if you wrote the word king, king slash dumb, what you are actually looking at are two different words that when combined make the word king dumb. But the word king has its own definition, and the word dumb has its own definition, and then when you merge these two words together, we come up with our English word kingdom. So let's start with king. Uh, we've already established that a king is a ruler. A ruler. Um, the The root, if you do your own study, the root of king comes from the word kin, K-I-N. Now, Sister J-Hot, when you hear the word kin, K-I-N, what does that word say to you? People that I'm related to. Family. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that word right there. Family. So normally, when it comes to kinship, it is normally dealing with a family or a tribe or as the word Christian is used, a community. So that's that's where the king comes in at. A ruler. That's over a tribe, his kinsmen, however you want to word it. Okay? So then you have the word dumb. Now dumb comes from the Latin word that really means territory. Or domain. So when you put kingdom together, what we're really saying is the king's domain or the king's territory. So whatever the king claims as his territory, that is his kingdom. Everybody got that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 uh, um, Sister Samaya, what is God's territory? Oh, before you answer, let me add one more thing. Let me add one more thing. In order for there, because Sister Samaya just said something that just 
struck my mind. In order for it to be a legit kingdom, there's a couple things that have to be in place. One, there has to be a ruler. Two, there has to be citizens or subjects that submit to this king. Three, there has to be a law. Four, there has to be territory. But these four items would make up a kingdom. A ruler, his citizens, the law, and the territory. All right. So back to you, Sister Samaya. Uh, what do you, what is, what is God's territory? Well, I would just put all these things together. His territory, um, well, actually, is all of creation because he is the creator of all. Um, okay. So the the the, the seven heavens and all that it entails and all that it holds and every creature within it are subject to him. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, I would say all of these things apply. Okay, okay. So, go to Matthew. Go ahead, go ahead. So, you, you mentioned kinship, too. Um, kinship, uh, that part of it, because we are his creation, um, that that is our tie right there because we are his creation. Um right. And um I keep thinking about how um Jesus had said to the, the Pharisees and Sadducees that they were like they were children of their father, so to say. So I, I would say too that some of that has to do with our subjection and obedience and our ties to uh, our father, so to say. Right on, right on, right on. Okay. So go to Matthew 5. So we know that God is king, and we hear so much about the kingdom of God so let's define his territory real quick so that you see how bad and how big this kingdom really is. Um, so, so uh, Sister Venus, have you ever heard of the kingdom of heaven? Um, yes, I have. Okay. Sister, Sister Jayhod, have you heard of the kingdom of heaven? I have. Samaya, have you heard of it? Uh, yes, it, it sounds familiar, but now I'm, you know how things have a way of um, one thing bleeding into another. <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> so, so I'm going there. Okay. Melissa, have you heard of the kingdom of heaven? Yes. Okay. Well, didn't Jesus say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I meant to raise up my hand, Rico. We read several scriptures just a couple of days ago in regards to the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
Correct. Correct. So we know that's the kingdom of heaven. Okay. So so here's the question. Here's the question. Throughout the Old and New Testament, you hear of the kingdom of God and you hear of the kingdom of heaven. And if you remember the other day, I told you, depending on what camp of church you come from, would depend mm-hmm. on how you how you view the kingdom of God. So one one camp that I didn't mention brings up that the kingdom of heaven is is here now, but the kingdom of God won't come until Jesus comes back. So the kingdom is in two phases. Right now, this is the kingdom of heaven, and then once. Jesus comes back, he inaugurates and ushers in the kingdom of God. So thinking that way, you have to now admit that what we would be saying is that there's two different kingdoms. Right. There's the kingdom of heaven, and then there's the kingdom of God. So let me show you something real quick. So Matthew 5, and then uh, Sister Jehad, just isolate verses 2 and 3, please. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Everybody see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, jump over to Luke chapter 6 now. And uh, Sister Venus, can you isolate mm-hmm. verses 19 and 20, please? Mm-hmm, sure can. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Okay, so are we reading basically the same story that we read in Matthew? Mm-hmm. Blessed be the only difference is, is in Matthew, Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Here in Luke, Jesus says, Blessed are uh, uh, the, uh, blessed be ye for, for yours is the kingdom of God. So here's the question I want to ask. Is Jesus talking about the same thing in two different ways, or is he talking about two different kingdoms? To me, to me, it sounds like there is definitely two different kingdoms because, um, I don't see the point of him saying, reciting the same story. And, and, you know, um, saying now, but, it but before, you, before you conclude that, remember, the first verse we read was in Matthew's account. Now we're reading oh, Luke's account Luke. of the oh, okay. okay. Okay, Luke, well, <laughs> yeah. see, now, now, see, now that you say that, we know Luke used to roll, he rolled with Paul. Right so. on, right on. <laughs> That changes things a little bit. I don't know how much well, changes yeah. it is, but I'm, I'm going to let this one go because uh, 
I'm not for sure now if the answer I okay. give will be correct. Okay. Sister uh, J.I., your, your viewpoint. Same thing or two different things? Well, clearly, clearly, uh, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. We know that we know that God exists in a different space than we do. Although he's here too, and the scripture, the scripture keeps coming to mind as above, so below. Uh, okay. And 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 I'm, I'm paraphrasing when I say that because that's not what it says. But what 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 happens in heaven happens in this dimension, and we've been taught that it it comes down. It comes down, it, it starts in the spiritual realm first and then manifests in this realm. Okay. So, okay. So, so I, I'm going to take a stab at it and say that we are talking about two different realms. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Venus, you got another question? I do. So that, um, Go ahead. With both kingdoms, okay, what what consists what consists in the two different kingdoms? To me, I, that probably that probably would explain the difference for for me. I want to know what consists what consists in two in the two kingdoms, which would make them different. Okay, all right, I'll get to your answer for just a moment. Uh, okay. Sister Samaya, do you see the same thing or two different things? I'm going to say two different things. Um, the first one where it says the kingdom of heaven sounds like heaven sounds like a place, an area or or a region of some kind. And then um, 19 and 20, where it refers to the kingdom of God, it sounds like it's referring to um, a spiritual reference, so to say. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Sister Felicia, you have a question, and then uh, you can go ahead and say, same thing I've asked the other ladies. Do you see the same thing or two different things? Well, whether you want to say comment a question first or answer first, that's up to you. Go ahead. Okay, well, I definitely see two different things. Um, and based on, you know, my teachings and understanding is that when I read in the Bible and I see the word God and Lord, depending on if it's all caps, then it's speaking of a different God. And so when we okay. look at when we look at uh this Luke chapter twenty, I mean verse twenty, it says capital G lowercase O D. 
So that leads me to be that they're speaking of a total, they're not even talking about the kingdom of heaven and the God, Allah, the creator. They're talking about a different deity as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And so All right. I definitely see two different things here. Mm-hmm. Two different things. Okay. So now I want you all to jump over to Matthew 11. Matthew 11. And Sister J. Hart, can you, did somebody say something? Yeah, I did. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, I was thinking the kingdom of heaven, because I really didn't give an answer because I was unsure, but now I think I know the difference. So I'm going to say they are two different things because I realize that the kingdom of heaven, um, because I realized that Jesus went through the course of preaching the gospel in regards to the kingdom of heaven at his hand, at hand. And so I'm thinking more so is describing a process of a course of events and, and different things of that nature. Okay. Now, before we read Matthew 11, I will emphasize to you all again that the two scriptures we just read were the same story, just in two different Gospels. So, two two different Gospels, same story. So either we accept that Jesus taught two different kingdoms in one day, or we're looking at a translation issue. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Matthew 11. Sister J. Hodd, isolate verse 12 and 13, please. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied unto John. Okay, now jump over to Luke 16. Luke 16, and we want to look at um, give me a second. I wrote the wrong thing down. Okay, let's jump down to uh, uh, do verse 15 and 16, Mr. J. Hawk. And he said unto them, You are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your heart. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached. And every man presses into it. Okay. This is J.I. based on the last two scriptures. Is Jesus talking about the same thing or two different things? Now, before you answer, let me remind you that we're reading the same story just from two different accounts. 
in Matthew it says the kingdom of God suffered violence, and the the, the the I'm sorry, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence taken by force, and the law was to be until John. You come to Luke, the only thing that's missing is the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. So if you if 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 we had time and you can do it in your own time, if you look up uh, where Jesus says here. Uh, uh, that since that time the kingdom of God is preached, man presses, presses into it, you'll find that presses, y'all know I'm trying to say it, <laughs> is uh, pretty much similar to the word uh, 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 violent. Matter of fact, just, 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 just do this for me. Just to remind what is what is uh, Preston? Which one I want to do first? Yeah, what what is Preston? But, yeah, precious. precious. <laughs> I didn't say precious. <laughs> precious is uh, G nine seven one. You want fair or strong? Uh, what's fair? Say first. It is. Bizazo. Bizazo. And Thayer says to use force, to apply force, to force, inflict violence on. And then strong? Yeah, what's strong say? It's from 970 to force, that is reflexively to crowd oneself into, or passively to be seized, press, suffer, violence. Okay, so let's go back to Matthew 11. And tell us what the Greek word for violence is in uh, verse um, uh, 13. Or 12. Verse 12, I think it is. It's 971. Same word. Okay. So the translators translated the same word two different ways. So do you see how that can confuse people? Mm-hmm. So both Matthew and Luke's account are saying the same thing that Jesus said. It's just the translators chose to uh, translate one word two different ways. It's that word game they like to play. So whatever sounds better for this one didn't sound right for that one. So we just go say the same word just in a different way. Okay. So if you see the point so far, we're reading two different Gospels, same story, but the translators in one part chooses to say kingdom of heaven, and the translators on other accounts choose to interpret it as kingdom of God. So to explain this away, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are the same place. If you think of it this way, the kingdom of God deals with the totality of his kingdom. The kingdom of heaven, though, demonstrates where the rule of this kingdom is coming from. 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Same thing. So, so the creator is in heaven. Now, here's the tricky part about heaven. Because when we say heaven, we think of this place. So mm-hmm. let, let's 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 see what the Bible has to say. So um, go to Hebrews. <clears throat> Hebrews eleven. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. <laughs> Sister Jehan, isolate just verse 3, please. Through faith, we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. Read it again. Read it again. Through faith, we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. So that the thing... Not there. Not there. So what I want to point out is notice it does not say world. It says world. That's what I was saying. So we know our creator as Lord of the world. Yes. Now, Lord of the world can be interpreted two ways. Lord of the world meaning the ages because from the time Adam was here up until 2020, there have been ages that have come and gone, and God mm-hmm. has still been God. Mm-hmm. When society got its roughest and a flood had to happen, God was still God. When the earth had to open up and swallow up a whole nation because of their 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 their, their, their crazy ways, God was still God. When World War One happened, God was still God. When Donald Trump got in the White House, God is still God. Amen. <laughs> so no matter what age mankind has been in, the ruler has always been the ruler. We we all agree. Yeah, Yeah. Now the second way to look at this is, uh, uh, uh. A multi multi world. So, as I said on Wednesday, if you if we think that this physical realm is all that it is, you are greatly mistaken. There are there are worlds beyond us, and as Sister Samaya said earlier, with all its creatures and living beings that are subjects in this kingdom. We are not the only subjects in this great kingdom. Yeah. Now, here, here's where the here's where it gets personal. Out of all the subjects in this kingdom, God has made it very clear to everybody that out of all the creatures, all the subjects in this kingdom, one particular creature has his interest, and that's called the human. The human has been given something that none of the other creation has been given. To the point that out of all the creatures that God could have chose to be his deputy, 
He chose us. So get this. The king doesn't want us to just be servants who are just terrified of him and, and always ready or thinking he's about to beat us with a bat. No, this king has taken of his majesty and then wants to share it with us. But in order to share this with us, there are some stipulations that he put down that he expects us to do. And then here's the blessing. He chooses, even though God could, he chooses not to be a dictator because he lets us choose what we want to do. Okay? So so in the church world today, this is why when you start getting into the reality of the kingdom, people kind of pull back because the only example that we have of a king and a queen and kingdoms is what we've been seeing. Tyranny. Dictatorship. You better not do this. You better not do that. You better bow down. And, and so when we talk about kingdoms, most people's minds instantly go to, oh, do's and don'ts, laws, regulations. And this is not what God's kingdom is about. As a matter of fact, God's law in Scripture is called Torah. And the word Torah does not deal with do's and don'ts, but the word Torah is guidance, instruction, advice. So the king is not dictating to you. The king is calling you into the court saying, look, I'll give you some good advice. That's going to help you be a better ruler. If you don't do this and change this habit and replace it with that habit, you'll be an awesome ruler. But you have to want to do it. Do you see the difference of if God was dictating us versus the opportunity he's given us? Yes. Okay. So go to Genesis 1. Genesis chapter 1. So when it comes to his kingdom, his kingdom is um is 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 big. And and again, when you start really thinking about how big this kingdom is and the fact that he honored you as a human being to not necessarily grovel at his feet like some slave who he just doesn't care about but rather he's trying to elevate the servant to positions of rulership, that's an honor. Yeah. Okay, so Genesis 1. Just Jay, I'll isolate this verse 1, please. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Stop there. So here's where our hang-up is when it comes to the subject of the kingdom of Shabbat. So now you understand, now after this, when you read the term kingdom of heaven, what is actually said. So, reading this at face value, it looks like it says God created the heaven and the earth. The issue with this is, is when you get to the the Hebrew word of heaven, it does not describe a heaven. So, Sister Samaya, can you tell us, what the Hebrew word for heaven is. It is 8064. 
and it's the Mayan. The and then the uh, uh, fair first. Heaven. Oh, it's B D B. Heaven. Heavens. Sky. Visible heavens. Sky. As okay, stop there. Stop there, and then go to strong now. The second form being dual of an unused singular, from an unused root meaning to be lofty, the sky as aloft, the dual perhaps alluding to the visible arc in which the clouds move, as well as to the higher ether where the celestial bodies revolve, air, ex, astrologer, heaven, heaven. Okay, so notice that the definition that Strong says is that uh, uh, this word is the dual of the unused singular. And the unused singular is Shema. So Shema would be a singular heaven. So in other words, what I'm saying is this Hebrew word is not describing, based on Hebrew language, this word would not apply to a singular heaven, but this mm-hmm. word would more apply to multiple heavens. Right. So Genesis 1-1 was translated, in the beginning God created the heavens, and it misleads the reader to not mm-hmm. understand the deeperness Deeperness is not a word, but I just made it a word. Deeperness. <laughs> yes. Uh, the deeper meaning that it, what it actually is saying is in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. So we know from Scripture that there's at least seven heavens and that God's yes. throne is above, above. Now, here's the thing I want you to get because I, if you notice, I said from Scripture, we know that there's at least, from Scripture, we know at least seven. But the, the possibility of more is there because we know Scripture says that God's throne is above the seventh heaven. So if he's above the seventh heaven, he's not in the seventh heaven. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah. Agree. So... Allah has not given us that knowledge as to how many that heavens are there. But we do have enough knowledge that he told us about the seven. But when he throws in there that his throne is above the seven, then I can't say that God is in the seven. Because if he says I'm above the seven, above heaven, that means that's outside of that, that, that realm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so in the beginning, God created heavens and earth. Okay, jump over to Genesis 2. <clears throat> and then Sister Jeha, isolate just verse 1. The heavens 
and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Okay, stop there. So Genesis 2 tells us that the heavens and the earth were finished. Genesis 1 uses the same word for heaven. Now, this is the mind, correct me if I'm wrong, but the word heavens there in chapter 2, verse 1, is the same Hebrew word for heaven in Genesis chapter 1, correct? That's, that's correct. Okay. So if Genesis 2 tells us that the heavens and the earth were complete, and then tie that back to Genesis 1, we now realize once again we have a mistranslated word. Mm-hmm. A lot of mistranslations going on here. And this is why I yes. tell people, I will never say don't read the Bible because it's corrupted. But I will say it is a book that must be thoroughly studied, take it apart, put it back together again because it's been tampered with. Mm-hmm. Now, how hard would it have been to just say in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth? Right. It's not that difficult to say that. But when you want to mislead people and or either hide facts from people, this is, these are the games we play. Okay. So uh 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 um go over to Genesis five. Now as you go over to Genesis five, you remember in in in, in the New Testament you you hear the word I knew a man thirteen years ago, whether in the body or out the body, I don't know, but such a man was taken to the third heaven and saw things that he couldn't even talk about. So you know, we've got a first heaven, a second heaven, third heaven, a fourth heaven, a fifth, so on and so on, so on and so on. Okay. So with these heavens, here's what I want you to see. Uh, uh, Sister J. Hyde, just read verse 1. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Okay, stop there. This is the book of the generations of Adam. Okay, so Samaya, what generations mean in Hebrew? It's 8435. And then go straight to Strong's. Okay, it's Toledo. Toledo. Strong says it's from 3205, plural only, descent. That is family. Figuratively, history, birth, generations. Okay, stop there. So, based on the definition, when we read about the generation, uh, 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 um, will we all agree that this is talking about uh, uh, living beings being born? Or being brought forth into existence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when it says this is the book of the generations of Adam, it says the, this is this is the byproduct of Adam. 
This is Adam's genealogy. Okay, go over to chapter 6. Then this sister, Samaya, can you read just verse 9, please? That was Genesis 6. Genesis 6. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Okay, so what's the number for generations there? It is 8435. Which would be the same as generations that we saw before, correct? So once again, we're talking about living beings that came after Noah. So go back so to you know this chapter. Go ahead. So, so you know that there's two different generations here. Right. Okay. Right. I'm just trying to emphasize that when you deal with generations, for the most part, mm-hmm. is dealing with living beings that came <laughs> after somebody. So go back to Genesis 2. And then read verse 1 again, please. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all of the hosts of them. Okay. So, so, uh, uh, jump down to verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Okay, so in verse 4, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth. So, Samaya, I'll start with you. Just verse 4 alone, based on what we just read about generations, what is verse 4 saying to you? Well... If we're talking about the 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 birth of something, these are the generations because it uses the same word of the heavens and the earth. Uh, is it talking about how it how the the heavens were brought forth? One, I, okay. I would think one 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 after another. If they're speaking now, of generations. Now keep 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 that thought in your mind. But if we took verse one, two, three, four in context, and just with verse one alone, where it says, "Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them." Mm-hmm. Hosts, which we'll get to in just a moment, is dealing with people. Right. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead and gun it. What's the Hebrew word for host? There's none. You don't have a Hebrew word for host? Nope. A host of them. Host of them. Host of them. Host of them. Six, six, three, five. And it is 
when man came into picture and created as a viceroy to replace that which previously went awry. So it sounds like from this, it sounds like all was done at the same time. Are we, or are we, when you throw the people in there, it sounds like we all, like everything was created at once, but didn't we come later? Yes, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up. So in Genesis 1, that's why we're going there, and Venus, I'll get you in just a second. Um, I know you don't have your hand up, and I heard you getting ready to say something, so I'll I, I, I get you in just a second. Um, so we know that the Bible talks about six days of creation. What we need to understand within these six days is that they are not six days according to our time, right. but they are based on God's time. So uh, a day can be 24 hours. A day can be a thousand years. It, it really just depends. So we know from history, Earth is over two billion years old. Over, we we that's that's a, that's an estimated guess that Earth is over two billion years old. So on Happy Birthday for Planet Earth, when Earth came about. And then God created, we don't know what creation was there first. So let me, let me go back a little bit deeper. So I brought up the, on Wednesday, the Big Bang. And I told you that the Big Bang was actually an implosion that took place from a previous universe. Um, and what, what happens, Lord, I wasn't planning on going to this part tonight. This is for next week. <laughs> what happens when a star or a solar system implodes? Now, understand that I'm not saying explode. I'm saying it implodes, meaning it mm-hmm. busts from within, not bust. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, is that like uh, from the black hole type thing? Say it again? Is that like from the... Like the black hole situation? And that's what I'm getting ready to say. So when oh. a universe, a star, something implodes, the force of the implosion tears a hole into space-time, which then creates what we call a black hole. So then the black hole then sucks everything into it and then pushes it out on the other end as something else. In other words, we went from point A the point Z in 2.2 seconds. But when it comes out on the opposite end of this wormhole, it's not going to be the same thing that it was on the other side of the wormhole. There's a transformation that takes place. So think of it this way. If Earth and its solar system was to implode today, that would be Milky Way altogether exploding, Mars, Jupiter, Uranus, Venus, uh, all of them imploding at the same time. So all those atoms and particles and dust, stardust and all that is 
is is is all alive, floating in space. But when when it goes through that wormhole and it brings it all back together, a new creation is started because it's all alive. Everything is alive. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So so when the Big Bang first happened, the first implosion. If you can imagine, all the star particles flew everywhere, and it was hot. It was it was an explosion, fire. It was hot, and um, uh, uh, uh I'm pretty sure all y'all done baked the cake before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the first thing you do when you take the cake out the oven? <laughs> Let it cool. Or else it's Let it cool. <laughs> Let it cool. So here's the question. Another question. Why did you let the cake cool? Because it will, like you said, it, it, it'll fall. It'll cave in. So once the implosion happens, we don't know the time frame mm-hmm. from the Big Bang up until the cooling period. We don't. We don't know how long that took. That could have been a couple thousand years. Now, science tells us from the Big Bang to the first cooling period for 5,000 years. What happened between the Big Bang and the cooling period, even if it was 5,000 years, we don't know. So then after that stage cools down, then another stage begins to cool down. So if you can imagine the first cool stage, I'm just going to say for an example, the first cool stage would be called the seventh heaven. And all his life forms and all his organisms and all that, and then thousands of years later, when the sixth heaven cooled down, that came into being. Same thing with the fifth heaven. When it cooled down and you keep going down, and finally, where everything cooled, cooled, cooled down for real, we now have the material, physical world. So depending on what world you're in, will depend on is it physical, is it spiritual. Now, everybody understand this. Spiritual world is just as materialistic as our world, just not the same material. Does that make sense or do I need to say it a different way? No, it makes sense. So just like we got trees, they got trees. But their trees are not like our trees. Mm-hmm. Just like we got fruit, they got fruit. We just, just, it's different. Kind of the same, but different. Mm-hmm. I just said amen. I got you. <laughs> so, so these dimensions that we're talking about are very real. With real people in them, real life in them, but we're all different. We're all spirit. In our own way, we're all spirit, and we all came from the spirit, and we all shall return to the spirit, but in our different stages right now, we are experiencing life. And then, like, for instance, on our realm, consciousness is is the dominant force in our realm, consciousness. And it's amazing 
that uh, 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 when it comes to consciousness, um, everybody's not on the same conscious level. You can go out tomorrow and talk to 10 people, and you will find that all 10 of you all are not living the same life because of where your conscious states are. Yeah. Some people's consciousness are higher. Some people's consciousness are lower. Some are in between. Some just don't even give a care. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Um, Sister Tina, hold on real quick. Sister Venus, go ahead with what you were going to say. Oh, um, I kind of forgot. You don't forgot. I think it had something to do with uh, when we were reading back in Genesis about the generation. And I gather I was going to, I don't know if it's a question or a comment, but I remember we did a study not too long ago, and I didn't know if the generations had anything to do with what we we studied a while ago um, concerning back in Proverbs, when we read Proverbs um, chapter 8, verses 22 through 27 about um that he he talked about he was set up from everlasting from the beginning of ever the earth was uh-huh so i guess i was just um, trying to see if that was tied into that yeah it ties into it because these are the generations of the heavens and the earth so from the big bang up until present day the heavens were populated, and as time went on, it kept trickling down till it finally got down here to Earth, and now there's life on Earth, there's life in the heavens. So understand this. Tina, don't forget your question. Uh, understand this. This is why we have hostile beings against us, because you got to think, think, think of a selfish person. I was here first. Why you love them so much? I was that, this is the issue with Satan with us. Remember, I refuse to bow down to something you made from dirt. I'm better than him. I'm you, the, the, so so. Just like humans can have feelings towards each other, I don't like you. I, I, you know, one of the funniest things I, I see, and this is not this is not picking on women, but it's just it's comical to me because I see it all the time. When a woman comes in and wearing the same outfit that another woman is wearing already, oh, that's comical to me because it's the faces they make at each other. And to me, it's like she didn't. She didn't purposely go in her closet and pick out the same outfit. Maybe I'll just think of one. Did you ever think about it that way? <laughs> but but that is you not know. always true, sir. That is not always true, sir. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to come in without raising my hand on that one because that is not always true. Women, all all women I've been seeing always fighting like she's trying to be like me. I I went and bought those shoes first, and she's gonna come in here with the same shoes on that I got on. And that like, wow, is that serious? Is it that serious? 
Well, so, my, so when there's envious and hatred toward an, from another woman towards another woman, yes, that's serious because that that demonic entity that's in her that's causing her to have that much hatred and envious and strife against that woman, yeah, it, it it makes it that serious for the woman who is trying to come after the other woman. But hopefully, the other woman recognizes what's going on and keeps it moving, but sometimes they may fall short as well and kind of let that, you know, wrap uh, them up in no, there. That, that ain't no shortfall that I be seeing. I be seeing people about to throw <laughs> fists with each other. Like, y'all for real about to throw fists over some shoes? Oh, no. let me get my popcorn and my coat real quick. It's not, it's not the shoes <laughs> that they about to go to fist over, though, is what you're missing. It's not the shoes. <laughs> I get it, I get it. All right, this is somebody go ahead. Well, on that note, I would have to say that my experience has been when that happens, we need to compliment each other. <laughs> That's right. Like, oh, you got good taste. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, I put my hand up to say, uh, and it's been a while since we talked about it, but you talked about um, the uh, the the existence of the different realms. So one of the things that kind of popped in my mind was, um, and you also talked about the consciousness. And so when we are asleep, you know, we are kind of dwelling in our subconsciousness, so so to say, or our consciousness on a level that uh, we're not awake, but we are aware. Uh, and I'm speaking right. our experiences, in particularly with travel and communication with other um, people, so to say. Um so, uh, but that was that's my question. Uh, because the experience of doing that, uh, sometimes carries a certain uh, sense of supernatural, so to say. I don't know how okay. else to explain it. Um, so. Is that, uh, can that be, I guess I should say, since I can't put a label on it, can that be like uh, being uh, conscious of or interacting with different realms? Yes, that, 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 that is the, this, this goes into the part of how the kingdom of God is in you, okay? So while I'm talking, to answer your question, go to Genesis 1. Uh, consciously, yes, you can communicate on any of the the, the dimensions. The, the issue is most of us have never been taught how to do it. I'm going to share, share a personal story with you. I will not repeat this to anyone else. Matter of fact, I'm gonna edit this out. Edit this out before I post it. So, over the last and 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 uh 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 uh, uh 
Yeah, I had to get my call. Over the last about four or five months, four or five months. So I say six months ago, I had a dream, but it wasn't a dream, but it was a dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't make sense out of what I'm saying with that. There's there's dreams, and then there's these in-between dreams where it's more like a vision, but you sleep, but it's a dream, but it's a vision. Because you know what you don't know that you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in in this dream, these people that I recognized in the dream were not from my realm, but came to relay a message to me. Told me uh, uh, how to how to contact them. They told me what to do, the steps to take, what how to do it. So and this was in the dream. So when I woke up. I, I, I wrote it down in my journal, what all I can remember, and um, then I went back to sleep. And uh, I, I pause real quick. I'm gonna throw something in here. I do recommend, especially those of you who are dreamers, to keep a notepad by your bed because when you have uh, visionary dreams, I call them visionary dreams. That's what I just described. Where you have a dream, but the dream seems to be so real. And most times mm-hmm. you'll know when it's a dream versus a visionary dream because the visionary dream is right after the message is given or right after the scenario is complete, your body jumps up. You wake up. You wake up out of it. Like, mm-hmm. literally wake up. Mm-hmm. And then that's in that moment you lay there and you say, wow, that was a weird dream. That, Wow, that seems so real. And then while you lay there, guess what happens? You go back to sleep. Right. And then when you wake up, your conscious does not remember the details. You remember you had a real dream, but it's not as clear and as vivid as it was when you first woke up. Yeah. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I tell people, when when those moments happen, write it down. Now, if mm-hmm. you're a sleepyhead person, meaning that it's hard for you to wake yourself up fully to even write a note, what you do is take a piece of paper while you're awake, ball it up, and throw it on the floor, and then go back to sleep. Now, before I explain why, Sister Samaya, in your mindset, why would you ball a piece of paper up, half sleep, and throw it on the floor, and go back to sleep? <laughs> um. I don't know. I'm thinking that when you do that, you're in touch with your consciousness to make such a deliberate move and somehow your subconscious or whatever you experience may be anchored to that and you might be able to remember a little bit more. Okay. Uh, Sister Venus, you agree, disagree, want to add to that? Why throw a piece of paper up on the floor without nothing on it? Is that what you're saying? Right. If you wake up out of a dream, but you don't feel like writing in your journal because you're too tired, you're a sleepyhead. It's hard to wake up. So you take a piece of paper, crumble it up, throw it on the floor, lay it back down, go right back to sleep. Why would you do something like that? Well, I, I agree with Tina. Judge your, first of all, you don't know that you threw that paper on the floor and the reason why you did. And then I gather you'll pick up the paper and write out what you what happened? 
And it makes you okay. think what happened, the reason why you threw the paper on the floor. Okay. Okay. So, Felicia, why, would, why do you think you would throw paper on the floor and literally be in half sleep? As a reminder for yourself. Okay. Okay. So, so Jayhan, it, it, it would be a trigger to take you back to that point when you pick up the paper. Okay. So, I'm going to... Take everybody, I'm going to piggyback off what Sister Jayhan just said, because here's what I need you to remember. Normally when you have dreams like that and you wake up, the moment you wake up, the dream is fresh, it's vivid in your mind. You go back to sleep and then wake up later, you remember you had a dream, but you do not remember the details. It's like, I had a dream about you last night, and I don't remember all the details, but it's come back to me, it's come back to me. So you already know consciously you don't remember because the dream was not your conscious. It was the subconscious. So the subconscious has the information. The conscious doesn't. So even if you wake up and, and, and see the paper on the floor, seeing the paper on the floor is not going to make you remember that you uh, – uh, it's not going to make you remember the dream per se. But what the paper will do, it will trigger your subconscious. So when you wake up, your first thought is going to be, why is the paper on the floor? Now, you'll remember being half asleep and doing it, but your consciousness was not involved in that. So it's confused why is the paper on the floor. And the moment you start thinking, the subconscious is able to kick in and then reload the data back up because the paper is the trigger. Just try it one day as an experiment. Just try it one day. You'll be amazed how much will come back to your mind instantly when you're fully awake because that paper was on the floor. Okay. That was that was extra. That was extra. That wasn't even <laughs> part of class. That was just extra. <laughs> All right. So, so verse 6 of Genesis 1. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening... And the morning was the second day. Okay. So the only thing that veils us from them is the permanent. We're on this side of the permanent. They're on the opposite side of the permanent. Now, but keep in mind, above our permanent is a body of water, an ocean of water. And above that body of water is land. That looks similar to our land. So they, like I said again, they have grass and flowers and trees and fruits and they, they, they've got all that in, in the other realm, but it's not like our realm just as much as our realm is not like their realm, but we all have this realm and the only thing that separates us is this permanent. So, so you go above them, there's another body of water with another dry surface. And the only thing that separates that group from that group 
is a permanent. And you keep going up and up and up and up, and you've got this permanent, the, 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 solid, the solid ball. Now, go back up to Genesis 1. And then read verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Stop there. Stop there. So, Samaya, can you tell us what was is in Hebrew? Was is 1961. Haya. Haya. And then go straight to Strong's. I mean, not Strong's, but, uh, not not Strong's, but, um, B, B, BBD. A, B, C, BBD. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) To become, become, come to pass. Exist, happen, fall out. Okay, stop there. To be, to become, come to pass, exist, happen, fall out. So based on these definitions and putting it in context, what the translation actually says in Hebrew, apart from the translation of English, it says, uh, and the earth became without form. The earth became without form. Now, how do we how do we rectify this? Is because when you get down to when God creates the man, He tells the man to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Read means do it again. So if 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 in the beginning is telling us that earth became void, that means prior to it becoming void, it wasn't void, but something went wrong. And therefore, it became void. Now, the word void here, um, do I want to go into that for the sake of time? Uh, uh, the word void actually is, is wasteland. It became a wasteland. It became, uh, you, you get you get the point of what I'm making here. Something happened and it turned Earth into a, a cesspool of something that the Creator wasn't happy with. So, as Sister Samaya was saying, the deputies that were here before us apparently did something wrong because had they been right, we wouldn't have the opportunity as the human today that we have. And it's the same way that if we as God's deputy don't do what God wants us to do, he will replace us with something else. One monkey don't stop the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, God's plans and purposes for this universe will happen with or without us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So... Earth was without form of void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So, Samaya, can you tell us what spirit is there? And the Spirit 
is 7307, which is Ruach. And then the definition of Ruach from Strong's. Strong says from 7306, wind by resemblance breath that is a sensible or even violent exhalation. Figuratively, life, anger, unsubstantiality, by extension, a region of the sky, by resemblance, spirit, but only of a rational being, including its expression and functions, air. Okay, stop there, stop there, stop there. So if we keep going through all those definitions for Ruach, I'll say what I said again on Wednesday night. You are not going to find a definition that seems to describe an entity or a person. What you do find is air. Mm-hmm. Breath. Vital life. And as I said in the past, depending on what culture you come from, it goes by many names. Some have called it prana. Some have called it cheese. Some call it the breath of life. Some it, it, it goes by many different names. Here, here, in, here in America, we know it by ether. So this spirit, ruach, ether, chi, prana, whatever you want to call it, is the same thing. But this is the one thing all the subjects in this kingdom have in common is ruach. The only difference is when it comes to the human in Ruach, not only do we breathe it, but God put it in us. So the dog breathed Ruach. The fish breathed Ruach. The bears and the lions and the tigers breathed Ruach. The difference is God didn't put Ruach in them. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, Yes. I have a question. Go ahead. I don't put the screen off again. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I didn't put my hand up. I just heard you pause, so I thought I'd jump in. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. What about the gin? Ruach, uh, they breathe it, but it's not in them. Okay. I have a comment. Go for, go for it, but hold on, hold on real quick. Did that answer you, Peter? It sure did. We are the only okay. beings that have the ruach. Yeah. We are the only beings that can go beyond breathing in and out ruach. We actually have it lodged inside of us. Yeah, it, it's a it's a part of us just as much as we are a part of it, and we are the only creation that God gave this gift to. But there's a reason why, and this is how the kingdom is in you. Okay, uh, go for it, Sister Sister Jay Hyde. Well, since since uh, Sister Tina brought up the gin, when you mentioned when you were talking about the the Big Bang, uh, it came to my mind. Uh, it came to my mind uh Satan saying to God, I will I will not bow down to 
something that you created out of dirt when I was made from smoke with fire, fire. or essential yeah. fire and and the big bang that when you said that that and having to cool down I, I'm I'm you you see where my mind went. I see where your mind went. And again, it goes back to what I'm saying. During the process of evolution of the Big Bang, we our our Lord has not given us all the details of what creations were created out of those substances. Exactly. Exactly. All we all we know is out of all this stardust that flew everywhere. Okay. Let me let me let me let me really dig it into your heart. You and I are actually made of stardust. Our our race came from stardust. Can you believe that? So mm-hmm. basically what I'm getting at is even though we were born and raised on the surface of this earth, our origin as a race of humans is we're not from here. God took all us here, and, and you remember, even you know, in the Bible, uh, man was man was in one of the paradises, and then go down to earth. There you'll stay for a while. So our first father was an alien. I can use that word. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being silly, but if you understand what I'm saying, he was not, even though God created this place, Adam was not from here, but God ended up letting him be here, and then his descendants, and then we shall return to where we came from. Mm-hmm. We are strangers. <laughs> we are aliens. Okay, I'm stop. Okay. So Genesis. Uh 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 Actually go over to Job. Go over to Job and we'll end with Job tonight. We'll end with Job tonight. Go to Job the uh thirty second chapter. So going back to what Samael was saying, everything in this universe that's a living soul, I'm going to say it the way the Bible says it, that's a living soul, like the deer. According to the Bible, the deer are living souls. All the animals are living souls. All the fish are living souls. So anything that has a soul needs ruach for its existence. Breathe in, breathe out. And this is why God said the Bible to inhale my breath, every single thing would drop dead and die. Uh, Sister Felicia, you have a question. Go ahead. Yes, I'm sorry. You said uh, Job chapter what? Uh, 32. Okay. Thank you. 32. Um. So all the animals... Enjoy Ruach just as much as we do. We need it to survive. But the one thing the human has that none of the animal life has is that God did not breathe his uh, breath 
into animals. Man was the only one that God blew the breath of life into his nostrils. So again, not only are, is Ruach around us and we breathe it in and out, but it's a part of us. It's just what makes us who we are. Okay. Uh, Sister Venus, go ahead. I just got a question. Does that include insects, too? I'm sorry, because insects, some people don't. Insects are, insects are living souls. They are living okay. souls. They need air to breathe. They need ruach to survive. That's why I'm telling y'all, stop killing these bugs. Y'all can kill them. You put this all out right here. You know what I'm thinking about. That's a story that you and your Bible about that movie, about all those roaches in the toilet. That's what it popped up in my mouth. The roaches in the toilet. Oh, Joe's apartment. Joe's apartment. Just verse 8. 
But there's a spirit, man. When the inspiration the Almighty give us them understanding. Read it. Read it one more time. But there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Stop. There is a what in man? Spirit. Okay. So, Sister Samaya, in the in the Hebrew. <coughs> Is the word A there for translation? No. So, that would mean that the word A is not in the original translation. But the translators put A, and where these kids get that from? A! Just to say how you got a question, go ahead real quick. Uh, you, just where you going? Um, but my uh, Bible, my Bible has you taught us that, it, that if it's in the palette, that it, it's not originally there, and there it ain't is, there in the original transcript. There is uh, uh, is in a palette, not a right. Just there is. So. It, it, and so, boy, getting into breaking it all down, in the original manuscript, it just starts right off that talking about spirit and man. So to make more sense out of the broken language of the original manuscript, the translators put a couple of English words trying to make sense of it. But by trying to make sense out of it, we complicated it. Because by saying there is a spirit in man, you miss the whole concept of what's being said here. So what we're going to do real quick is take the word A out. Keep there is, but take A out and read it without saying A. But there is spirit in man. Okay, so Sister Samaya, what is the word spirit there? It's the same as before, Ruach, 7307. Okay. So there is Ruach in man. And the purpose of this Ruach in man is for what, Sister Jehad? Back in uh, Joe 32, there is spirit in man, and, and read on. And the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Okay. So. The Ruach is in you as a communication device. It is the Ruach that the Creator communicates with you. It is the Ruach that the Satan can address you. It is the Ruach that angels can address you. So going back to your question that I haven't answered fully yet, Tobiah, is yes, through consciousness, you can communicate with with. Other beings, and I never finished telling you all my dreams, did I? That's when you no. know you got ADD. That's when you know you got ADD. How you can you can start talking about something and somehow end up on something totally different and completely forget to even finish what you talking. That's simple. You did ADD. remember? You did remember? Though. So, 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 using my example. So I told you in the dream. They told me how to how to contact them. So when I woke up, I didn't feel like writing that day. So I, I I balled the paper up and I threw it on the floor and went back to sleep. So when I woke up and I was fully awake and everything, I was 
drinking my coffee and I happened to look down and saw the paper and instantly my mind triggered. That's right, you had that dream. And then all the thoughts came back. So I ran and got the notebook and I started writing. So that night I went outside. It was, uh, uh, it was later on in the evening. I actually went out to chart, chart the rotation of the planet. And I thought to myself, I said, you know what? That dream seems so real. And they gave me step-by-step how to contact them. So I'm going to try it. So I experimented with it. And sure enough, Houston, we made contact. So for the last few months, that's kind of one of the experiments that I've been doing. At this point, it's not even an experiment to me no more because I know it works. My question that I'm asking myself now is, is this information that the general public should know? Part of me says yes, and then a part of me says no, because if if, if common people was to find out how easy this is, to use your conscience, to talk to beings that are not here and, and actually have a whole full-blown conversation. If not, they actually come. See, in my case, they they showed me how to make them come. So that's been the amazing thing over the last four months is actually making them come and then having these communications. Um, and, again, that's why I say it. I won't. I will not relay this information to anybody else besides y'all, and I'm probably going to delete this part. Uh, off, off, off the recording. Like, yeah, I ain't full of that they, man. He's do crazy. they reveal their? I'm sorry. Do they reveal their stuff to you? Do they let you see them? Uh, some cases, yeah. In most cases, they remain within the the Merkaba or the or the ship. Uh, okay. uh, a, a lot of times here lately, I'm able to make a. I won't say I'm able to make it, but I'm able to have them manifest. One of the one of the ships. It will literally fly over the house. Uh, the other week, I had one. It came. I saw it fly by, but then it came back and then hovered for a minute. And that was letting me know we heard you. We heard you. Here we are. Hi. Bye. And so here lately, y'all, it's just been having fun. Uh, so yes, yeah, Sister Samaya, consciousness is is the way to contact these things. The danger is when you open your consciousness up to communicate with the unseen world, when you send your signals out, uh, yeah, other beings can sense that signal. So if they choose to come to figure out what's all the commotion, oh, that's, that's just a Samaya. We like her. Y'all want to stay at her house tonight? (laughs) 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 We gonna stay here. She got food, drinks, and everything. (laughs) Well, the other part about that is whether it's on purpose or not, these things do take place. Yes, they do. And a lot of times, sometimes some of us have strong abilities that are not harnessed, so you accidentally make contact with beings. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could accidentally 
not purposefully, you can accidentally make contact and it will scare the mess out of you. Like, where did you come from? Um, uh, Sister J. Howard, you got a question? Uh, you didn't put my hand down from the last time. I had a comment, remember? You just didn't put my okay. hand down. Okay, okay. So, 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 this Ruach, which, which, which is the communication device of this kingdom, this is what Jesus means when he says, don't look for it on the outside of you because it's inside of you. So not only is Ruach a communication device, but Ruach is a force. But you can only use this force when you are authorized to do so. If you use the force outside of that set authority, you are doing it on your own. And that's where it, it, it gets tough at because just because I can go out and pull somebody up out of the wheelchair, what is my intention for doing it at that moment? Am I doing it because there's 10 people standing here and I want to show them how, how spiritual I am, sir, get up and walk? So everybody starts cheering and clapping and you know how the crowd will. If you've never seen it, the crowd goes loud when they see stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be careful because instantly when God starts letting you use the force, the shaitan will become very aggressive with you in your mind. Um, so you got to remember, he can communicate through the Ruach too. This is why the Bible calls him Prince of Power of the Air. Okay? He knows how to manipulate the Ruach. He knows how to manipulate it. His minions know how to manipulate it. So, so for, so, and, and when I say this, please, nobody take offense. I'm just using it as an example. So for those who got, uh, uh, eating problems, eating problems, you just don't know how to not eat. So when, when you, when you, <laughs> that's me. When you are, that's me. what'd you say? That's me. <laughs> No <laughs> So so and understand something. The 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 enemy or his minions will never hit you in an area that you are strong in. Mm. They will not they will not cross that boundary. They will only nitpick in areas that you are weak in. So if your weakness is food, that's what he gonna hit you with. If your weakness is just is is drunkenness? That's where you go hit you with. You get my point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so when you lay in there late at night, you already done supposedly made a commitment to yourself that you want to die. Or like Sister Samaya just said, I'm not to discipline myself. I ain't, we not we not doing this all night. So we say that, and as soon as you lay in there, reading, watch TV, whatever it is, a whisper comes. Ooh, I would love some butter pecan ice cream right now. So so I'm being prophetic. I'm in your refrigerator right now. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere and told you 
to go get some butter, peach, and ice cream, that's not you wanting the ice cream. That's that entity. You told yourself no. So the entity now wants ice cream just to prove to you that it can break you. Well, guess what? I'm going to eat the watermelon instead of the butter pecan. How about this? (laughs) So, So do understand that these parasites enjoy the earthly life through through our body. So if it's a if it's an entity that likes to get drunk, it can't go and pick up a bottle and drink it, but it can get a human to do it for it and experience what the human's experiences. You get my point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all this is taking place within the Ruach, which is within yourself. And if you really think about it, be honest, that's all that goes on in our, 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 our insides all day is chatter. Chatter. The mind is just chattering. So this is why the art of meditation is, is wonderful to learn because you actually make the mind be quiet temporarily. You don't hear all the voices. And you know what? It's, it's nothing wrong. Just don't go out in public talking about it because people don't understand. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you hear voices. We all hear voices. True. Now, some of us ain't, ain't as, as as hearing voices as others are. You know, like, like, like God said, take my clothes off and run down the street naked. Y'all, I'll never forget that. It's just, just, just I don't always bring it up because as a leader, you would have to be in my shoes to get that phone call and be like, are you a possible seal? Yeah. We got so-and-so and so-and-so here. And didn't, I'll never forget when the doctor asked me, is this a call? What do you do think we're a call? <laughs> anyways, anyways, you get my point. You got three voices constantly talking to you, yourself, the shaitan and your creator. Amen. Now, when it comes to the enemy talking to you, only you can say no. So when he tells you to go get that butter peach and ice cream, say no. <laughs> say no. <laughs> say no. I did yesterday. Just to say how if you on a diet, if you done said I'm on a diet, don't be eating no watermelon either. Say no. Oh, see, I stopped saying that a long time ago. Because the minute you, <laughs> the minute you said your, the the body, not the yeah. enemy, the body says, oh, oh, hey, you on a diet? We going to eat everything. How about that? Mm-hmm. So, so, and, and I, I'm going to take you further. Not, not to dismiss what you just said. Your body is nothing more than a slave. It, mm-hmm. It's not the body. It's your ego. The mm-hmm. ego does not like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. The ego is like a small little brat. If you say sit down, it stands up. Mm-hmm. It will tell me what to do. You ever had one of those bad kids around you that they do the opposite? And you got to play psychological games with them and say the opposite of what you want them to actually do. So you got to say, stand up. 
And then they sit down. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a you know, you back there to sit with Sister Laura. How about that? <laughs> you know, I I I tell I used to tell people that all the time. Like when I was a teenager, be like, I ain't I ain't scared of my mom. Like she come home, be yelling something out, sit down, and I sit down. But in my head, I still be standing. No, <laughs> no. So we as the rulers in the kingdom are the only ones who can say yep or no. To the voices. And when you don't say no to the voices, what ends up happening is it gets stronger. And then it takes over your mind to the point that you can no longer say no. So this is why it's important to learn how to operate the levels of Ruach in you. You can lift it up. You can let it down. You can let it out. You can, yeah. So we'll finish this. It's 930. We're going to stop. And, um. We'll finish this next Wednesday is getting into uh, the kingdom within you. And so, uh, all right, um, one quick thing.